Welcome to On Our Way, a podcast for those wanting ambitious faith, a place for those needing a little pep talk, for those wanting to know they aren't alone in the daily battles and triumphs, and a place to know all of it comes directly from God. He sees you, He loves you, and He is all about being with you every step of the way. What will He teach you today? Let's find out. Welcome back, friends. I left you last week with kind of a little teaser on who I was going to be talking to this week. I'm so excited to really just share her journey with you and her venture into women's ministry. So I have my fizz. I have my mic. I'm ready to dive into this episode. So y'all, please welcome Kinsey Ryan. She is the founder of the Worthy Loved Heard Ministry based out of eastern Nebraska. And honestly, you guys, I have been a fan of this ministry since I met Kenzie. It's been about a year and a half now. Um, Kenzie, I absolutely love your mission and kind of how you were founded. So can you just like fill us in on, you know, how you started and why and all of the things? Yeah. So crazy story. I always knew from a young age, I wanted to do something with ministry. I didn't know actually doing it with women was specifically the last thing I thought, just because I did not have very many girlfriends growing up. Um, I was bullied kind of in elementary school, had to switch from a Catholic school to public school in um, fifth grade or was it fourth grade. And I remember telling I think at like 14 or 15 years old, my grandparents pastor, like, I want to be a missionary when I get older. And I want to, it's just faith has always been a huge part of my life. And fast forward to who I am now and just kind of with my job and it being the vehicle to just give me more and be able to make more choices. I was just kind of praying like, God, what do you want me to do? Like, how do you want to use me? How do you want to serve me? Whatever that looks like, I'll do it. And honestly, for like two years, I heard women's ministry because I have such a soft spot for women because of how I've, how I've been treated and because of so many years of me feeling not worthy and so many other things. So I was praying on it and I just thought, okay, God, if you want me to do this, then send me a billboard, not just a sign. <laughs> like I need a billboard, <laughs> like a blinking sign. And so um, I was praying on it. I was in my office one day, I remember, and I was kind of etching up a little like design. And then I did a call for Donna Johnson. She's a top income earner in our company. And I said, I just want to help others feel worthy, loved and heard. And she said, Ooh, I love that. Let me write that down. And that was kind of a light bulb moment for me where I was like, Oh my gosh, that's it. Worthy, loved and heard. Like that is how I want to make women feel. That's my mission. That's what I know I've been called to do. So I prayed on it. And then I, you know, I asked for a, a billboard. I went into my room one evening and I picked up embraced this devotional right here. So funny by Lisa Turkhurst. And, um, so I opened it up and she was at a women's conference and she went to the bathroom, opened up a notebook that someone had previously left there. And the first page she read was start the women's ministry. And that was like my devotion, like immediately after praying on it, one time I read it and I was like, okay, I, I hear you. I, I get it. Like I'll do it. And then I started it. I had two people walk alongside me and lead it. And, um, we grew like over a thousand followers in like two days. And, We've done, we did everything virtually because of the pandemic, which was fine. But yeah, that's kind of how it started. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. And I love how, you know, so many people have this mentality of like, oh, nobody wants to do that. Nobody's going to do that. And I feel like you're living proof that when you start something and you're a little nervous about it and you're not sure how people are going to react, gaining, you know, a thousand followers in two days, I feel like that's proof right there that people want yeah. to know more about this, whether they say it out loud or not, they want to know right. more. 
And I want to talk a little bit about servant leadership because I feel like that's a really big part of what you do. I know you do it in your business, but I know you just do it like in your life in general. And it's, I think that it's so important in God's eyes too, right? Because you guys, let's face it. I think we all want to serve other people, right? Like we talk about it. We hear it at church. We know it's a good thing to do, but so often it's put right in front of us and we pass it by with a million excuses, right? So um, 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10, it says, as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. So this really validates you guys that we each have very different strengths and abilities and even those resources that are given to us from God and we're supposed to use those for his glory. So scripture always calls on us to utilize really those God-given gifts in serving our neighbor and loving with humility and doing all of the things that he wants us to do. So honestly, as God so loved us, we should go and love others and be faithful disciples of Jesus. So um, kind of reiterating on this in Matthew chapter five, verse 16, it kind of says, you know, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. And then later on in Matthew chapter 25, verses 35 through 40, it says, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. This is God talking. And he says, I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. But the righteous, they're going to answer him and they're going to say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick in prison and go visit you? And he replied and he said, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So what he's saying, you guys, in other words, is each and every time you help somebody else, it's a direct reflection of you helping God, right? You're doing his good work. He delights when you help other people. And look, you guys, I get it too. I know that sometimes you don't want to help people, right? So like sometimes, you know, and God forbid you guys, you feel better than someone else. And maybe you think like, oh my gosh, just go get a job or uh, just go put, put on some better clothes or just go make a life for yourself. It's not that hard. Like, have you been there? And it's okay to admit that here, you guys, it's totally a safe place. But listen, we know in our hearts that that doesn't feel good. And I know there are people out there now that take advantage, you know, of that kindness. And I get that question all the time. Well, yeah, Amanda, I want to be generous and I want to be really kind, but people are going to take advantage of me. But friends, like that's not up to us to decide. That's not our judgment to make. And just remember that in Luke chapter six, verse 38, it says, give and it will be given unto you, right? A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over is going to be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So Ken's. I want to like bring circle this back around to you about your servant leadership. So tell me like a story of, you know, when you felt really good about serving God or people, or maybe just kind of your thoughts on like selfless serving. Cause I know that you're so, so good at it. Gosh, I feel like every single day being a mom and you relate to that, yes. <laughs> we have to selflessly serve. Right. Um, that's more like daily. And as far as uh, my job goes, I feel like that's daily too, but I feel like honestly, probably the first zoom um, that we got on for worthy, loved and heard. I just remember hearing stories from this, these women and all the feelings of not feeling worthy enough to start this carrying shame from past mistakes that I've made. But then hearing, you know, a girl that I babysat when she was so young, when I lived in Western Nebraska, um, I mean, I was in my early teens and come full circle, her parents were not believers. And she shows up on this Bible study and pours out her heart and is crying. And I'm like, Oh, like 
like the fact that she was there and I was able to serve her and bring her scripture and bring her the word and God just used me as the vessel that time really, really sticks out to me. But otherwise, just like I said, through my job, um, I, I get to sit down and hear people's deepest desires for their life and their struggles and the burdens that they carry and all of those things. And so I feel like it's, it really is like every day. And that's the best, right? And I'm going to kind of circle back to this because I also want to talk about, you know, in, in your business and in your life, again, you guys, there's always that subject of comparison. And I truly think that this could probably be its own episode entirely. I think that we can all agree um, that we live in a really crazy time where everyone is expected to essentially perform on social media, right? In real life, anywhere we go. And how many times have you jumped on someone's Instagram and felt, you know, that that person really has their life together, right? Like they have the perfect family, they have the perfect house, the perfect job, the perfect car, all of the things. And they're just so blessed by God. And God, why don't I have that? Why isn't that for me? And in John chapter seven, verse five, it says that even Jesus's own brothers didn't believe in him, you guys, his own brothers. They kept trying to get him to basically perform miracle after miracle just to prove who he was. So I want to ask you, you know, does that resonate with you? Do you have unbelief in your heart ever? Are you trying to really put on a show to, you know, make someone believe that you're much, much cooler than you are? How many of you have heard of imposter syndrome? I think we all have. So it's like, it's like we can't internalize our own strengths or accomplishments. So we have to kind of snag someone else's because God forbid someone, you know, saw us for who we really are, or they saw how actually inexperienced we are, or how nervous we get, or how bad we are at public speaking, or insert whatever fear you have about yourself here. They'd never be friends with us again, right? Have you ever felt like you needed to kind of overcompensate deep down just because you're actually just really afraid? And Ken's, I know, um, you know, in your line of work, or like I said, even in just in your life, because you're so experienced at this, I'm sure that you've seen a lot of that comparison come up. And, and how do you kind of address that when it comes to like biblical, religious, spirit, spiritual terms? Yeah, um, I feel like for me, you guys, here's the thing is we're human, like we are by nature going to compare to things in our environment, because it's almost like a defense mechanism. We're like, okay, how can I get better for this? How, how can I, I remember hearing that once I'm like, Oh my gosh, you're right. Okay, so I don't need to feel necessarily you don't have to feel guilty. I would say, learn how to control your attitude when you catch yourself comparing to someone else. And how do you pivot and using that as motivation? And, um, as positivity, maybe for cheering someone on versus feeling less than, and yeah, I see it all the time in my job. I see it all the time on, on social media, on Instagram, on all the things, there's not enough people that are posting the real stuff, just the highlight reel. And, um, I think that if we all just were a little bit more real and a little bit more vulnerable, which is a really hard place to be, I think we would be more relatable. We would be able to love each other a little bit better, a little bit bigger, a little bit more transparently, comparison is a thief of joy. Like I truly believe that. I think that it can destroy you if you don't, it also says guard your heart. You know, you have to guard your heart and protect your mind and the devil will come to kill, steal and destroy. And he will use comparison as that. He will use comparison as, oh, you don't have this. Oh, their grass is greener. Oh, this, this, they have the perfect house. Like you said, they have the perfect family. They have more friends. They have more this. And I've just learned for myself, the best way to combat comparison is gratitude. 
like looking at my own life and being grateful for what I've been given for what I have for how he created me. And then, um, if I do catch myself, maybe it's somebody on social media, I do like what I call like social media detoxes where I just unfollow people that I know that is crippling me or that the enemy is using to make me feel less than or not equipped or not pretty enough or not skinny enough or whatever it may be that is um, bringing me down in that season of my life. Yeah, it's a serious um, struggle for a lot of people. I think that sometimes, you know, we can we can truly we can be trying to walk in our faith and we are trying to do the right thing that Jesus is calling us to do. And we can try, you know, we're trying to walk in our purpose and we can still feel that way, you know, and it's not that you're insincere, but you're trying so hard to, you know, to not look like a fool, right? Like you're not, you're, you're trying to not look crazy. At the end of the day, you're working for opinions of somebody else. Exactly. Not of his, because he already says who you are. So why are you caring so much about trying to be this, person that everyone else is being when you already know you know what i mean it's just you're you're caring about the comparison or you're comparing for one reason and that's how you're viewed by others which at the end of the day does not matter yes exactly and i think that people naturally have this tendency to prove it right like Mm -hmm. so i'm feeling Mm -hmm. down about myself and so i need to prove that i'm a good mama i have to prove that i'm good in my business i have to prove i'm a good leader right Mm -hmm. and here's the thing you guys because there's always a thing when i talk on this podcast but you can do all of these these things but you have to have the right motive and i always say like the motive will will set you free everyone says the truth will set you free but i say the motive is going to set you free because yes you can want to be the best mom you can want to be the best in your business the best leader but friends don't do it for Instagram, right? Like do it for Jesus. And if we are doing these things for the wrong reasons, I know Kenzie mentioned this a little earlier, it's going to kill us. Like it's going to kill us spiritually. So like a fraud. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, I want to ask you guys, what's killing you right now? What do you need to purposefully stop thinking about in this season of your life? Who do you need to stop talking to in this season of your life? Who do you need to stop comparing yourself to in this season of life? And like Kenzie said, it is okay to unfollow people. It's okay to do that. You have to, again, protect your heart, guard your heart, um, and be mindful. Mental health, all of that right now is is so important. And I always, following what you just said, is I heard on a podcast the other day, It was I think it was Ed Milet or Trent Shelton, said, who are you when you put your phone down? And that just hit home for me because, you know, I think a lot of people are showing up one way on social media and another way off of social media. And I think Amanda, you could, you could vouch for this. You've you've seen me and know me in person is I try to be who I am on social media, who I am behind social media. And I, I'm the one that goes to bed every night with my head laying on down at the pillow, saying my prayers in my own thoughts, reviewing how I thought what my thoughts were throughout the day, reviewing um, what I did to people, how I treated people, I have to live with those things. So if you're focusing on who you are, when you put your phone down, and you're content with who you are, and you know, you're a good person, your front porch is clean, not saying anyone's perfect, but focusing on just being a good person, your confidence grows. I know we're going to get into that, but your certainty of who you are and and who he's created you to be grows because you're not you're living a pure life you know what I mean absolutely and I think that you I think that he puts you through seasons right which is Mm -hmm. kind of what I want to talk about so I remember this one time so vividly and Kenzie's gonna know exactly what I'm talking about but you know it was in my business specifically and you know there are people who want to run with it 
there are people who want to walk with it. And I think that it's really safe to say that I'm a runner. I think it's safe to say that Kenzie is a runner also. We both are. And it was awesome because I promoted to the first level in two months, then the second level in the next two months. And I was like, oh man, I'm going to the top of the company in the next four months, right? And I can just imagine God like looking down and laughing at me like, okay, <laughs> that's a little fast. So, so here was me, ignorance on fire. I was speeding down the road and there were two other girls at my same level. We were supposed to go to the that next level at the same time, right? Y'all ever been in that situation where it's supposed to happen? It was always the three of us, always. And every time they'd have a win, you guys, I'd shrink back. Every time they'd do something great, I'd shrink back because I wasn't. And again, you guys, I'm sure God is just laughing at me at this point. But what was I doing? I was shrinking back because I didn't have those blinders on. I wasn't looking in front of me at the finish line. And I was really just wasting my time looking beside me and behind me. I wasn't focusing on the things I was actually really good at. And, um, you know, I altered how I did things to try and kind of just do it like them. Guess what happened? My business slowed way down. I felt icky. I felt like a fraud. I felt like my clients could see right through me, especially my team. They stopped working. My energy different. It wasn't me. And so here's the really cool part. And one of the reasons that I, I just absolutely love adore Kenzie, but I actually called her um, because like I said, she is a dear friend, but she's also someone who is really constantly preaching Jesus and the word to me. Right. So we got on the phone. I was trying to act real tough through all of it. I was like, I got this. I'm still doing good. I'm still on fire. Like I was just kind of like faking my way through it. Right. And guess what, you guys, she legit looked me in the eyes and she said, no, you don't. You're comparing. I was like, okay, mic drop, punch to the gut. Yes, she's, she's absolutely right. And I knew it. And so that's when I had this moment of deep reflection. But soon those prayers really turned around and I was like, why not me? Like, why not me? I know that you put this on my heart. I know I deserve it. So why not me? But I heard God so clearly say to me, and this was like the coolest part ever, but he, he was saying to me, I'm preparing you for something greater, right? Your life is going to be so much greater than you ever imagined, mm -hmm. but you're going to have to trust me. You have to trust my timing. You have to trust what I'm lining up and what I'm putting in your path is better than anything that you're even picturing right now. Have y'all ever seen that meme where there's this little girl and she's holding a small teddy bear and she's looking at Jesus and she's saying, but Jesus, I don't want to let this go. And Jesus is literally holding a huge mass of teddy bear behind his back, right? So he like wants to give her something better, but she can't let go of that small thing that she has. And that's exactly what this was. He was really just re reminding me that I need to let go and really just trust him for something better. And that's the part where I'd love to tell you that I, I went through this and everything was great and I was cruising, but honestly, life got even harder. I was going through this season of suck and hard and tests. And so now again, you know, he's given me this word, but then he's throwing me into more turmoil, right? And I had an ugly crying conversation with Kenzie again. And I think that we both came to this realization that, you know, God was really trying to prepare me for abundance, right? He wants to make mm -hmm. sure that I can appreciate what he's giving me and that I'm ready for everything that he's going to give. And I no longer compare you guys. I cheer. And when somebody wins, we truly all win. And when somebody changes a life or does a good deed, we celebrate that. And, you know, I, I am meant for something different than Kenzie. She's meant for mm -hmm. something different than me, but we still have each other's backs every single day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So tell me about a time when you helped somebody through comparison. Does anything kind of stick out in your mind? Um, yeah, I feel like I do it all the time. I feel yeah. like I catch people. They don't, they don't say they're comparing, but I feel like 
when you ask people questions, you know, as I'm coaching these team members or just having a conversation with a friend and they're like, and I feel like as soon as someone starts complaining, that's exact. that's like the first sign that they're comparing. Cause I'm like, okay, why are you feeling this way? What is, where does your um, view come from where that's not enough? Like, okay, you're comparing your, or let's say you're complaining about your business and your business is, is not thriving. Okay. What makes you think it's not thriving? Well, because so-and-so, okay. So you're, you're just comparing to their, you're not trust again, trusting. You're not trusting in your own journey, in your own life, in, in the creator of your life. And so you fall into this comparison, but I, I do it. I have to do it often. And I feel like sometimes I have to catch myself and coach myself through that mentally, like to stop comparing um, as well. Yeah. And it's hard. And, and like I said, you could be the best coach. You could be the mm-hmm. best human. human. You could follow Jesus every day. But there are moments when you're like, oh, well, she's doing way better. And we were supposed to do it at the same time. And now she's doing, you know what I mean? You get in this yep. cycle and yep. you're like, oh my totally. gosh. So I know a lot of Kenzie's strengths. And one thing that she always talks about is really the difference between arrogance and confidence, because there is a difference. And, yeah. um, you know, arrogance is a deadly sin, right? Pride. And all of us can struggle with this. And I think that it's really hard to really identify sometimes, right? Because we think we're just confident and we're cool and everything's great. But then in Proverbs chapter 16, verse five, it says, the Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. And then in Proverbs chapter eight, verse 13, it says, all who fear the Lord will hate evil. Therefore, I hate pride and arrogance. God hates it because it just, it's destructive to your soul. And usually the people who need it the most don't think that they need it. And that's kind of where it gets hard. And, you know, pride is where is when you make something about you and it's not about other people. And we've talked this entire podcast so far about how important it is to serve others for their good and not mm-hmm. your own good. So the opposite of pride is, is being humble, right? So in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, it says, dress yourselves in humility as you relate to one another for God opposed the proud, gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. And let me just answer this first, because someone out there is going to DM me this. And I know it, they're going to say, you know, Amanda, okay, but I'm really proud of my kid when he plays well in soccer, or he is kind to someone or he does something out of faith. And you guys, that's okay. It's okay to be proud of someone. But there are really different forms of pride. And, you know, the I'm better than you pride, that's sinful. And we talked about this earlier, you know, right when we said, oh, just go get a job or dress better or whatever. That's you thinking that you're better than someone else. And I know that I know that you've been there because I've been there and I'd be willing to bet that you have because, um, you know, like I said, I have Kenzie has we all have. And when we think, well, at least I'm not like insert whatever. Well, at least I'm not like her. At least I'm not like that homeless man on the corner. At least I'm not like that mama who always brings her kid to preschool with dirty clothes and food all over his mouth, right? At least I'm not like that person who's super unhealthy and doesn't care about their health. At least I'm not like the person who believes in that president. See where I'm going with this? We don't even realize that we're actually doing it. And then there's also the, you know, I can handle it pride, right? And I think that I'm really guilty of this one. And I'll let Kinsey kind of fill in after this, but I'm really guilty of this. You guys, I love giving and helping others, but I find it so, so hard to receive. I'm, I get too prideful to ask for help. And is that you? Like, where are you at? I I used to talk to God all the time and I would ask him for help with this and, you know, declaring that I need his help to get through. And like, I always thought to myself, I can handle this. I can do this. And I, I really 
came to realize quickly, you guys, that I can't solve my own problems. Like I need his help. So what would happen if you just stopped and talked to God when you were just feeling completely overwhelmed? You feel like you can't handle it, right? And then you fall into sin, then you fall into shame. And because of all that shame, you don't want people to know. So you cover it up and then it becomes this huge cycle. And then we pretend that we're strong enough that we can handle it. And then everything kind of just falls apart and you feel pretty scummy about yourself. Is this your type of pride? right and if it is you guys let's humble ourselves if your marriage is in trouble ask for help if you're spiritually struggling ask for help if whatever you need you guys ask for help and god will lift it up to you i preach this often because a lot of people look at me as a confident person and and honestly i am i'm confident because i know who created me and i'm so i've just gotten to a point in my life i've been through so much that there's been so much out of my control. And I just decided to stop being God. I envisioned myself as just like this little ant, like this little tiny thing in this world that has great divine purpose. But there's so many other people out there. And I think growing up, I was kind of the, um, you know, I hung out with like the, in quotation, like the popular crowd, but I was the like three totem pole down. Like there was two girls that were more popular. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. And so I kind of felt like, Uh, like good enough, but always two steps back. And so I, I walked the walk of feeling a lot of my life, not worthy, not good enough, whatever it may be. And so people who I know feel that, I don't know, I just have a soft spot for making sure every person is seen. Every person is heard and feels valued and feels loved. And I think that at the, like, again, at the end of the day, my confidence comes from knowing who is my creator and that's it. Like, And I think confidence nowadays is very scarce. I think confidence is scarce. I think arrogance is something that is covering up someone's actual insecurities. If someone is arrogant, they're extremely insecure underneath because they're going to, like you said, like flaunt whatever and talk down about other people if they have less money or if they have whatever. That is something because that's not in in our human nature to act that way, to create other humans that way. That is an insecurity in themselves. So somebody who's confident can still walk in greatness, show up as confident human beings, loving who they are, knowing who they are. And that's just because, like I said, I know who created me. And it says, you know, in John 1 verses 12, I am the vine, you are the branches. You guys, he's the vine. He says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. I'm a direct extension of who God is. Like he created me. Like that is wild to me to think about. Like I am someone made in his image. How freaking rad is that? And like, if you can't walk in that confidence every day, knowing like God freaking created me and he's going to do big plans in my life. And he, and I can't wait to watch it unfold because I'm not God, because I don't control the outcome of my life. I don't control what good and, and bad happens, you know? So it's kind of like that mindset where you just have to rewire it. And again, everything we've talked about up until this point, the comparison, everything, it's going to cripple that confidence. It's going to cripple. It's going to push you away from remembering who created you and and why he created you and that you're created with a purpose. Oh my gosh. I got chills like four times during that. And it actually reminded me when you said, I kind of feel like this ant. I heard this sermon the other day and the pastor was talking about, you know, a bowl of salt, right? She's like, I cook with salt all the time. And she's like, there will be, nobody uses one single grain of salt to cook with, right? Like they have a pinch of it or they use a teaspoon of it or whatever. And she's like, but it's up to each grain of salt to remain salt. Like that's how we get our saltiness, right? And Mm -hmm. she's like, that's exactly how we are. We're the salt of the earth. But this week, you guys, I really 
want you to humble yourselves and ask God to show you kind of where you may be weak, where you could humble, humble yourselves to receive more from him and really just stop comparing your life to others instead of comparing cheer. Kenzie always says this, be the loudest person in the room cheering for them because when it's your turn, the room will be full of people cheering for you too. And most importantly, you guys go serve someone this week, make their life better, you know, drop by an ice cream or a coffee or call your grandma. And while you're out mowing your lawn, mow your neighbors too. I love you guys all so much. And Kenzie, would you mind just wrapping us up with a prayer? Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, restrain our thoughts so they do not wonder with all the vanities of this world. God, let me be united to the affection of your love, unworthy as I am. Please plant in me the seed of humility and hide me through your mercy. Help me know the difference in what is mine and what is another's and help me transmit all the light you pour upon me. Keep me from falling prey to the many temptations that pride seems to scatter in my path, where I want to be the center of attention and desire to receive all the acclaim and glory that rightly belongs to you. Teach me your ways and show me how I am clothed, my, how I clothe myself in humility. Thank you for opening your word to me and helping me see the beautiful truth. I ask that you bless every person, person listening to this podcast today and protect them and help them feel worthy, loved, and heard. I love that. And all the people said, amen. Amen. <laughs> Next week, guys, we are going to be diving into dreams and whether or not they have meaning in the spiritual world. Have you ever had a dream with a loved one who's trying to send you a message? Is it really them or is it just your conscience? Tune in to find out and don't forget to follow the podcast page on Instagram at onourway underscore podcast and leave us a review on the platform of your choice so others can find and enjoy these episodes. See you next week, friends. Be good to each other and God bless.